Hey Vessels, this is Love. And I'm Zion. And thank you for tuning in for another episode of Voice of the Vessel Podcast, where we want to encourage and inspire you to be you. And where we grow in purpose on purpose. This week, we're going to be talking about casting your cares on him and patience. You ready, Ma? Absolutely. All right, let's go. Patience is a virtue. In a society where everything has to be planned out and everything has to be thought of ahead of time, they ask you what your plan is, what your goals are, what are you doing to reach those goals, what's your five-year, ten-year plan. Even as a kid, they ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Sometimes you just don't know, or sometimes you have these dreams and aspirations and don't know how you're going to get them. That's why patience is a virtue. Sometimes we don't know, and we need to be patient and wait for God to guide us to our purpose. I know it's scary not knowing exactly how everything's going to go and how it's going to work or where it's going to end, but it'll be worth it in the end. I completely agree. Patience is very much a virtue. I think it's one that we grow in because I definitely relate patience to long-suffering. I think sometimes the experience of having to operate in patience can be painful, especially when you're going through something that is really hurtful or, you know, really hard. Patience is so beautiful because so many good things come out of patience. So, yeah, I completely agree, Zach. I was thinking this week, the numbers were at 637. And I was like, you know, to reach 637 people and be able to agree and align in a way that's productive and that advances the kingdom forward. And my mind immediately went to, if one can put a thousand to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight, then how many would 637 people put to flight? Mm, That's real. Yeah. That's hard math right there. (laughs) A lot of them. We actually, you know, Zion is my medical math partner over here, and I had her doing the numbers to figure out how many angels we would be able to put to flight by just being in alignment. It's a huge number, right, Zai? It's undefined. Think about the amount of angels we could set to flight. How many things do we all collectively agree on? And with clean hands and pure hearts, that's a movement within itself. I can't wait to see next week how the numbers are and the next week how the numbers are because that really blessed me. I was watching a Facebook Live today and she was saying like the world is encouraging them to be you and do you. And I thought about it for a moment. You know, I had never really kind of considered it until I heard that. But it's okay to be you. Like you should be you. There are some things that we can learn from each other, but our personality, our characteristics, The way that we walk and talk and the way that we operate in love, that's our own personality. We have like our own signature. That's what we want to communicate. Just be you. Being yourself is being true to your core identity rather than faking a different one to try to be attractive to others. It means being yourself and respecting yourself enough not to worry about others and realizing that you can't control them or their thoughts. You know who you are, and that's all that matters. It takes nothing to join the crowd, 
It takes everything to stand alone. True freedom is understanding that we have a choice in who and what we allow to have power over us. What you said, Zion, reminded me of a quote that I read, and I don't know who it's by, but it says, the best love is the one that makes you a better person without changing you into someone other than yourself. And that's why it's important for us to relay the message of being you because the most high loves you just the way you are. You don't have to be something else. You don't have to be someone else. You are enough. And so that's the reason why we encourage, inspire, be you. And I love how it always ties back to love because God is love above everything. Love. Love is so important. And it's our job to show love to the whole entire world. If we all loved, the world would be different. To be loved. (laughs) I, I felt like running down Corinthians 13. What's Corinthians 13? It's, if I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. That's like one through seven. It's just a few more lines after that, but that's what it made me think of. So I wasn't going to do this, but I can't get it off my mind. And if you're reading the blog, I will be writing in depth more about this. But the past two weeks, 1 Peter 4.18 has been so heavy on my mind. And it says, And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? And I don't want to delve into it right now because I'm going to write about it. But I think it's a great scripture for everybody to look up in a commentary or, you know, search it out because it's sobering, it's humbling. We're really at a point where we have to check ourselves. We have to make sure we're good. You know what I'm saying? We have to examine ourselves. We have to encourage ourselves. We have to make sure that we're focused and our mind is good and we're feeding our bodies good things and we're moving and exercising and doing all the things that we can do, you know, to take care of our temple and to build his kingdom. Staying strong and determined and realizing that we can't fail now. We've gotten so close. We've gotten to this point that it would be foolish to fall back. We've worked so hard to get here. It's hard for the righteous, so imagine the ungodly. So it would be insane to go back. She said insane. I'm going to say it's crazy. Yeah, we're not crazy. Regardless of what's going on, we have a sound mind and we have peace because we have the victory. Victory is for you. You just got to grab it. 
So for season two, we have random and real. And Zion, what are we going to be doing? Well, this week, I'm going to throw out some adjectives and we figure out which Bible characters fits this characteristic the most. What'd you think? I'm down. Let's do it. All right. Self-righteous. For self-righteous, I just want to go straight to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They thought that they were the only ones who had a main line. They thought that they were like the heads of the church. I mean, I almost ventured to say Pharaoh. He was really going hard. I'll prove that whatever your God can do, my people can do or I can do too. Like he he became self-righteous in that moment when it became like a battle. Like, really? Who did you think of? I thought about Jonah. Why? You have to be self-righteous to think that someone else doesn't deserve righteousness. Mm. And and the reason why you say that is because he didn't want to get a word to the people. You know what's been ringing in my head? That we have a duty, a responsibility. We can't just sit back and watch. That's not our job. That's not why we're here. This is not a movie for us to pop our popcorn and have our juice, our water, and sit back and enjoy the show. No. The one thing about Jesus is he always got dirty. He was always in the trenches. He was always down in there with them, delivering, rescuing, saving. Like, that's what we have to do. It's our duty and responsibility to minister, to share the gospel. It ain't my business how you do it. It's not my place to tell you how to do it. However, we have a duty and responsibility to do it, to make sure it gets done. In other words, I'll say joy. When I say joy, who do you think of? Zion. Zion? (laughs) That's cute. Okay. I feel you. When I think of joy, I think of... It's an incident, but I will say the people as well. I think of John the Baptist and how Elizabeth's belly... It says that he leaped inside of her womb. It was like he recognized the Christ in her. You know what I'm saying? Like he recognized the baby inside of Elizabeth, recognized what Mary was carrying. What about envious? Anybody you knew that was envious? Jacob and Esau. So Esau was envious of Jacob? Yes. Jacob impersonated Esau to get the birthright. He was like, I don't want to say favorite, but kind of. Esau came out first. But Jacob got the birthright. The father got sick. Esau was out hunting. Jacob came in. His mom gave him the clothing of Esau. Yeah. And he got the birthright. Right. I was thinking maybe slick or sneaky. For slick and sneaky, I'm going to say the children of Israel. He told you to get rid of all of it. And you tried to sneak some in. Like, what are you thinking? Like, you literally just walked across dry land and literally looked into, like, walls of water and when you got to the other side you turned around and seen that the water drowned the people that were chasing behind you you were covered by a cloud by day and fire by night can you imagine running to get away from something and as you run everything behind you is burning up or it's the daytime and you got to cross this big long field to get to the other side. There's no way the people following you won't see you. So it becomes so cloudy and foggy that you're walking straight across and they can't see you. You had all of these magnificent experiences and I get it. I get it. I'm human. I have moments where my faith isn't as big as it needs to be or I have a moment where I worry or I have a moment where, you know, I'll have a thought. I'm not perfect. So I understand. However, you've seen it. 
Like I have shown you so many things right in front of your eyes and you still refuse to trust me, to believe in me, to give me what's due me, my honor, my respect. (laughs) For my character, it was David. Just from the very beginning, you had to be slick to be able to take down a, a giant with a slingshot. You had to be slick enough to be able to to steal and get away with it. You had to be sneaky to plot against somebody because you wanted their wife. This week, we just had like some obstacles when it came to recording. It was either one person was tired or the other person was hungry or, you know, things got in the way and it, it was really late before our schedules could link up. And so this week, we really had to push the bar as far as we could, not because we didn't want to, just because so many things were going on and so we just want to encourage you guys to push through right Zion right and it seems like every week there's always something that tries to hinder us from being great (laughs) and I don't appreciate I don't like it from being great right I realized the only thing that stands between us and our dreams is the will to try and the belief that it can actually be possible we have such power in the mind and if we believe it and we try it and we do it we can do anything that we set our mind to so it's just pushing through despite things that try to hinder you or hold you back absolutely and that's this week's episode it's a wrap that was beautiful i'm proud of you thank you thank you make sure to hit the subscribe button and check out our website com. Anything you want to hear on the show, let us know. We want to encourage and inspire you to be you. Shop our merch, read the blog, and check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Vessel to Bless You, where we grow in purpose on purpose. Shout out to Jay Weeks with the dope beat. Where the music at? Turn up.